Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated July 16, 2021. I'm Phil Adler. Labor shortages are in the news right now, but with the expiration of extended unemployment benefits, that might be changing, and that could be a major influence on Federal Reserve policy. Joining me today is Confluence Investment Management staff economist Thomas Wash. Look at the rapidly evolving labor market. Thomas, let's look first at the current state of the labor market. Everyone focuses on the unemployment rate. How does the federal rate compare with March of 2020 when the pandemic began? Well, the unemployment rate has recovered a lot since the start of the pandemic. Uh, The latest unemployment figure had the rate at 5.8%, which is only slightly above the 4.4% we saw in March 2020. How does the present size of the national labor force compare to March of 2020? The labor market has recovered more than half the number of workers that were lost prior to the pandemic. That said, over the last few months, the labor force has been relatively stagnant. In fact, if you break the labor force down by race and gender, we notice that the biggest drag on the labor force seems to be coming from white males. At this time, it isn't clear as to why this group is lagging, but we suspect it could be related to these people just leaving for retirement, or it could be just due to a possible rural-urban divide in the labor market. Thomas, are unemployed workers who receive extended unemployment benefits counted as part of the labor force? Technically, this group should be counted as being part of the labor force. One of the requirements of receiving benefits is that recipients are supposed to look for work and provide proof in doing so if they want to continue to receive these claims. However, some states have been relatively lenient in enforcing this requirement. For example, California has only started to enforce this requirement this month. As a result, it is possible that a lot of people receiving benefits are not actually in the labor force. Some states have ended extended unemployment benefits early instead of waiting for the program to run out in September. I would assume a lot of people in those states have started looking for work. Has this actually panned out? Has the labor force actually increased in those states? At this point, it isn't clear what impact ending extended unemployment benefits had on the employment data. States started exiting the program in mid-June, thus the impact this had on employment may not be known for another couple of months. That said, the states that have ended the program early have seen a faster decrease in initial claims than states that did it. Then can we assume the end of extended unemployment benefits will resolve severe labor shortages in the restaurant industry and other industries, including tourism, which have been most affected? I anticipate that this could resolve some of the labor shortages uh, that we've been seeing, but I also think as demand starts to decelerate, the labor shortage will likely just begin to sort itself out. The bulk of the hiring has been from these traditionally seasonal industries anyway, so it is very possible that as extended benefits end, hiring will likely have begun to slow. Thomas, in one of our previous discussions, you suggested that many workers receiving unemployment benefits were going back to school to learn skills that would elevate their appeal in the workforce. How big a factor is this? Do you think some of these people previously employed as restaurant workers might never return to those jobs? Those that left the labor market to learn more skills likely don't 
have an incentive to return to restaurant work again. I mean, if you're assuming that this group has developed skills that are indeed marketable, they're going to want to be paid more than they were previously. And given the seasonality of tourism and travel jobs, will some of those jobs even still be there when extended benefits end across the nation in September? In my opinion, there is likely to be some hiring in those industries, but not at the levels that we're seeing now. People don't really travel as much in the fall as they do in the summer. Well, Thomas, as we begin to sum up, you suggest that the current picture of labor market tightness might be a bit misleading. As workers begin entering the workforce from now until September, what is the possible impact on the unemployment rate? Well, the unemployment rate is defined as the ratio of unemployed workers to the number of people in the labor force. Thus, when potential workers enter the labor force, it will naturally lead to an increase in the unemployment rate as a result. Well, the stock market has been prone to some one-day sell-offs as we record our conversation. Do you think the stock market itself is taking a second look at how strong the post-pandemic recovery really is? Well, I think the most recent sell-off is likely the result of investors coming to realizations that their growth expectations were likely too high. Although I still suspect stimulus to remain in place for the foreseeable future, I think the fact that there likely won't be additional stimulus has likely made investors less optimistic that the recovery will continue to be robust going into 2022. Would a rise in the unemployment rate convince the Federal Reserve to maintain policy accommodation, keep interest rates lower for longer? It might. I I think that there may be some people on the FOMC committee that have concerns about financial fragility. Therefore, there will still be a case for removing policy accommodation. That said, a rise in the unemployment rate could slow some of this momentum pushing toward its removal. In conclusion, what's your advice to investors as the country navigates this evolving labor situation? I think that given the circumstances, a rise in the unemployment rate may be favorable for risky assets. That said, uh, investors should make sure to not be overly reliant on one data point when making portfolio decisions. Thank you, Thomas. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. 